Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 21st day of December. Welcome, everybody. It's so good to be here with you. A joy, an honor, and a distinct pleasure to read the Word of God with us as a community coming together and centering ourselves around the Scriptures. Today we're going to jump into the book of Hebrews reading chapters 1 through 6. This week we're reading the New English Translation, just a couple more days before we begin a new one. Hebrews chapter 1. After God spoke long ago in various portions and in various ways to our ancestors through the prophets, in these last days he has spoken to us in a son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he created the world. The Son is the radiance of His glory and the representation of His essence, and He sustains all things by His powerful word. And so when He had accomplished cleansing for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high. Thus He became so far better than the angels as He has inherited a name superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my Son, today I have fathered you, And in another place he says, I will be his father, and he will be my son. But when he again brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. And he says of the angels, He makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and a righteous scepter is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. So God, your God, has anointed you over your companions with the oil of rejoicing. And you founded the earth in the beginning, Lord, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you continue, and they will all grow old like a garment, and like a robe you will fold them up, and like a garment they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will never run out. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who will inherit salvation? Therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For if the message spoken through angels proved to be so firm that every violation or disobedience received its just penalty, How will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was first communicated through the Lord and was confined to us by those who heard Him, while God confirmed their witness with signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. For He did not put the world to come about which we are speaking under the control of angels. Instead, someone testified somewhere What is man that you think of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him lower than the angels for a little while. You crowned him with glory and honor. You put all things under his control. For when he put all things under his control, he left nothing outside of his control. At present we do not yet see all things under his control, but we see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by God's grace he would experience death on behalf of everyone. For it was fitting for him for whom and through 
whom all things exist in bringing many sons to glory, to make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For indeed he who makes holy, and those being made holy, all have the same origin. And so he is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers in the midst of the assembly. I will praise you. Again, he says, I will be confident in him. And again, here I am with the children God has given me. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he likewise shared in their humanity, so that through death he could destroy the one who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and set free from those who were held in slavery all their lives by their fear of death. For surely his concern is not for angels, but he is concerned for Abraham's descendants. Therefore he had to be made like his brothers and sisters in every respect, so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in things relating to God, to make atonement for the sins of the people. For since he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, partners in a heavenly calling, take note of Jesus the Apostle and High Priest whom we confess, who is faithful to the one who appointed him, as Moses was also in God's house. For he has come to deserve greater glory than Moses, just as the builder of a house deserves greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that would be spoken. But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house. We are of his house, if in fact we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope we take pride in. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Oh, that today you would listen as he speaks. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of testing in the wilderness. There your fathers tested me and tried me, and they saw my works for forty years. Therefore I became provoked at that generation and said, Their hearts are always wandering, and they have not known my ways. As I swore in my anger, they will never enter my rest. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has an evil unbelieving heart that forsakes the living God, but exhort one another each day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may become hardened by sin's deception. For we have become partners with Christ, if, in fact, we hold our initial confidence firm until the end, as it says, Oh, that today you would listen as he speaks. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, for which ones heard and rebelled? Was it not all who came out of Egypt under Moses' leadership? And against whom was God provoked for forty years? Was it not those who sinned, whose dead bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear they would never enter into his rest except those who were disobedient? So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. Therefore, we must be wary that while the promise of entering his rest remains open, none of you may seem to have come short of it. For we had good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they heard did them no good since they did not join in with those who heard it in faith. For we who have believed enter that rest, as he has said, as I swore in my anger, they will never enter my rest. 
and yet God's works were accomplished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken somewhere about the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. But to repeat the text cited earlier, they will never enter my rest. Therefore, it remains for some to enter it. Yet those to whom it was previously proclaimed did not enter because of disobedience. So God again ordains a certain day. Today, speaking through David after so long a time, as in the words quoted before, Oh, that today you would listen as he speaks. Do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken afterward about another day. Consequently, a Sabbath rest remains for the people of God. For the one who enters God's rest has also rested from his works, just as God did from his own works. Thus we must make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one may fall by following the same pattern of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, and sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing even to the point of dividing soul from spirit, and joints from marrow, it is able to judge the desires and thoughts of the heart. And no creature is hidden from God, but everything is naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must render an account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest incapable of sympathizing with our weaknesses but one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and find grace whenever we need help. For every high priest is taken from among the people and appointed to represent them before God to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal compassionately with those who are ignorant and earing since he also is subject to weakness, and for this reason he is obligated to make sin offerings for himself as well as for the people. And no one assumes this honor on his own initiative, but only when called to it by God, as in fact Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself in becoming high priest, but the one who glorified him was God, who said to him, You are my son. Today I have fathered you, as also in another place God says, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During his earthly life, Christ offered both requests and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his devotion. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through the things he suffered, and by being perfected in this way, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, and he was designated by God as high priest in the order of Melchizedek. On this topic, we have much to say, and it is difficult to explain since you have become sluggish in hearing. For though you should in fact be teachers by this time, you need someone to teach you the beginning elements of God's utterances. You have gone back to needing milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced in the message of righteousness because he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, whose perceptions are trained by practice to discern both good and evil. 
Therefore, we must progress beyond the elementary instructions about Christ and move on to maturity, not laying this foundation again, repentance from dead works and faith in God, teaching about ritual washings, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And this is what we intend to do if God permits. For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, tasted the heavenly gift, become partners of the Holy Spirit, tasted the good word of God and the miracles of the coming age, and then have committed apostasy to renew them again to repentance, since they are crucifying the Son of God for themselves all over again and holding him up to contempt. For the ground that has soaked up the rain that frequently falls on it and yields useful vegetation for those who tend to it receives a blessing from God. But if it produces thorns and thistles, it is useless and about to be cursed. Its fate is to be burned. But in your case, dear friends, even though we speak like this, we are convinced of better things relating to salvation. For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love you have demonstrated for his name in having served and continuing to serve the saints. But we passionately want each of you to demonstrate the same eagerness for the fulfillment of your hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and perseverance inherit the promises. Now when God made his promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless you greatly and multiply your descendants abundantly. And so by persevering, Abraham inherited the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and the oath serves as a confirmation to end all dispute. In the same way, God wanted to demonstrate more clearly to the heirs of the promise that his purpose was unchangeable. And so he intervened with an oath so that we who have found refuge in him, may find strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us through two unchangeable things, since it is impossible for God to lie. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, sure and steadfast, which breaches inside behind the curtain where Jesus, our forerunner, entered on our behalf since he became a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. This is the beginning of Hebrews. We're going to be here for a few days, so let's just orient ourselves in the reading in the New Testament. Hebrews is one of the most compelling exhortations to keep the faith and stay true that we'll find in the New Testament. Reading, of course, from the God of your story. While that's true, the letter is a bit of an anomaly because we don't fully know its origin. Although the Apostle Paul has been credited with the authorship of Hebrews, at different points in time, most scholars would agree that this is unlikely. Paul was very clear that he was called to bring the gospel to the Gentiles, and this book is Hebrew through and through. Whoever did write Hebrews was a master communicator and was clearly well-educated. The author possessed a skilled understanding of the scriptures and of Judaism. Two candidates who fit this criteria would be Barnabas and Apollos, but no one is certain. What is certain is whoever penned Hebrews had the authority to write such a work and that the work was regarded with utmost respect. Paul's protege and son in the faith, Timothy, is mentioned in the letter, so Hebrews is probably somewhat contemporary with Paul's writings, 
or perhaps was written a bit later, it's clear from the letter that the persecution of those who believed in Jesus had begun within the Jewish community. Although it hadn't reached the level of martyrdom, in most cases, the Jewish believers and those who were sympathetic had begun to suffer ridicule. They were being stereotyped as irrelevant and weird. It's easy enough to see this dynamic in modern culture. Often Christians are portrayed in the media as irrelevant, backward, and a little weird. In the first century, these cultural pressures were causing many Hebrew believers to withdraw into the woodwork and hide their faith. Others were turning their backs and walking away altogether, returning to traditional Judaism. The writer of Hebrews observed this and boldly stepped forward to encourage Hebrew believers to stay faithful to Jesus and not return to their former ways. Hebrews encourages us to hold fast to the hope that we have in Christ without wavering at all. This is a very important message for believers today, and it's offered brilliantly through the lens of the Old Testament and Jewish heritage in the remarkable book of Hebrews. Jesus, thank you for meeting with us here today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for a look back that shows us how far we've come and really how much sometimes things stay the same at the same time. I pray that we would hide your words deep in our heart, God, that we would not sin against you. Thank you for the reminder of the old and the visual of the reality of the newness that you bring to everything that we allow you to. And I pray that we would allow you to continue to bring new life, redemption into the old, that we mourn the loss, but we celebrate the new, the newness, the redemption, the new birth that is you. Thank you for giving us such things. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that is home base. Check it out. That's the website. You can take a look around. Uh, the Christmas album vinyl initiative is still going, and you can still donate uh, any increment of $25 one through five 25 up to 125 and pick any one of the five vinyls that were created uh, for the advancement of technology you can find that at the daily audio bible store if you would like to partner with us we thank you each and every person for your partnership we could not do this without you if you're giving by mail dab po box 1996 Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174 or hit the give icon. It's located up at the top right hand corner on your mobile device. Lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164 or hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner you have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit, turn the wheel to chronological, and we'll get to the right place. That's going to do it for me today. I'm Jill. We will turn the page together tomorrow 
as we wind our way to the finish line. Until then, love one another. Good morning, beautiful DABC family. This is Standing on His Promises, aka Christy in Pennsylvania. So I was doing my quiet time this morning. Um, Tanya from Suffolk, Simone from Texas, Adrian, his mighty tortoise, Diana from Florida, Lady of Victory, kind of were just on my heart this morning, so I just thought I would pray. Lord, thank you so much for these lovely prayer warriors. Lord, would you just be with them in their triumphs and in their need, in their strengths and in their weaknesses. Lord, would you walk beside them, strengthen their faith, and show their show them your love and grace. Thank you, Lord, for calling us out of the darkness and into the light of your glory. Help us to walk it out and to show that love to others, that they might be brought to you, Lord. Help those who are lost in this holiday season, and help us to remember the reason for the season and don't get caught up in the minutia. Help us to take time and to thank you, Lord, for all you have done for us. But I also want to pray for Emmy and Kindergarten Kate and all marriages, Lord. Will you just help them to hear you, Lord? Help them to just hear your voice, to soften their hearts and to at their husbands' hearts, and to return to the spouse of their youth. Help them to honor their family, the family that you gave them, to love their wives as you intended. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, I just bless everyone this holiday season, and I hope that you are all well, and I love you, and have a great day. Good morning. It's Heather in Santa Barbara. Merry Christmas. I uh, just wanted to say um, maybe a final thank you to all of you. Um, I'm at a very bad place, and even though I've had a lot of victories this year, um, the medication that I was on for ADHD that made me so high-functioning gave me really bad ringing in the ears and my doctor cannot prescribe medication until the ringing is over. And I'm back to the way I was before the medication, which was a very dark place with very dark thoughts and, uh, and the inability to work. During the time that I was on the medication, I got a $30,000 contract and I thought that this was the way that the Lord was going to rescue me from this really hard couple years and the client backed out. I have $40 left in cash. Um, I'm negative in my bank account. Excuse me, $43 left in cash. And um, I'm overdrawn on all my, uh, I'm overdue on all of my bills. Um, 60 days late on my credit cards. And um, so I'm gonna go to the doctor today and just ask him if there's any options for ADHD medication that can bring me out of this very dark pit. But after that, I will have $3 left because it's a $40 copay. My insurance expires at the end of this year due to my spouse uh, cheating with a married woman and he was a Christian. So um, this may be my last call in. Um, my prayers haven't been posted up on the um, prayers lately, so maybe this won't be one either, but I just wanted to say thank you to Jill Bryan in China and um, to this whole community and um, wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and again, God bless you. Good morning, DABC. This is God's Sunshine in California. I just wanted to get on here and just um, thank you all for praying for my Grandpa Lloyd's salvation. Um, he ended up 
declining pretty quickly and he passed away on November 30th and although I have a lot of sadness I also am happy that because he gave his heart to the Lord he's with my grandma in heaven now who passed away 22 years ago so I just wanted to get on and just share that update with you and um, thank you all because it's because of you guys and your prayers that he finally um, dropped his walls and gave his heart to the Lord so I wanted to just thank you all um, love every single one of you enjoy this podcast so grateful for the community and that we can pray for one another wishing you all a very merry christmas